So here we are, ladies and gentlemen. This episode is going out on Monday, February the 27th, 2023. On February the 25th, 2018, the very first episode of this podcast went live. So we are celebrating five years of podcasting. Hey everybody, this is Trevor Lee, this is the Better Presentations, More Sales podcast, and this is our fifth anniversary episode. I cannot believe that um, we've reached this point. I mean, it's just amazing when I think back to when I got into podcasting for the first time and all that sort of stuff. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I should be doing a podcast, then do it. That would be my (laughs) advice. There are tips on my website, trevorjlee.com, to help you, and I'll be more than happy to uh, share with you how to get going. So if you want to have that conversation, drop me a, drop me an email, trevor at trevorjlee.com, and we can do that. So so how did it all begin, and what am I going to share with you today? Well, on the, um, on the anniversary of the 250th episode, which is a few weeks ago, I shared some presentation top tips. And because this podcast has been, is about, has been about, is about, presentations and sales. Today, I'm going to share with you seven quick sales wins. Now, this was the subject of a webinar, a 25-minute action-packed webinar I ran just a couple of weeks ago. So if you didn't make it to the webinar, well, here's a bonus. You can get those seven top tips via this podcast. So we'll come to those in a minute. But just to give you a bit of background for those of you who've, you know, not been on this journey for the full five years, I mean, It's been an extraordinary journey. I was told right at the beginning that most podcasts don't get past episode number seven. So how did I start podcasting? Well, I started listening to podcasts. I was a late listener to podcasts, so I probably started listening, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, and I was commuting uh, lots of the time, and so I started listening and learning, and that was the interesting thing about it. And um, I was listening to people like Marcus Sheridan, which was the social media marketing podcast. He wrote a great book uh, a few years ago ago called They Ask, You Answer. A couple of guys called Joe Polizzi and Robert Rose. This old marketing. Because in those days, that's kind of what I, you know, I was better known for marketing than, you know, I suppose the sales and presentation stuff I do now. It was, I was, I was better known because that's what people were hiring me to do. So, um, I dropped all that marketing stuff a few years ago now. But at the time, that was it. And there was a guy in Scotland called Chris Marr. Um, and he had a, he's got a business. Or he had a business called the Content Marketing Academy, which um, actually content marketing is the same initials as Chris Marr. I don't know if that was a coincidence. But he was a great guy to listen to. And, um, and then Brian G. Burns, The Brutal Truth About Sales and Selling, was another one I listened to regularly as well. And it was actually listening to the Chris Marr show that I came across a guy called Pete Matthew, who is based here with me in the UK in Cornwall. And um, I didn't expect there to be any podcasters of any note in Cornwall. But then I heard Pete Matthew on the Chris Marr show and I thought, right, I'm going to look him up. So I made contact with Pete. He's a financial advisor down in Penzance and he was brilliant. And uh, he met me for a coffee one afternoon um, in Helston, on the outskirts of Helston in Cornwall. So, you know, he went out of his way to meet me. And, I, and he basically gave me a rundown on how to do podcasting. <laughs> and then, of course, it took me about a year to actually get going. But eventually I did. 
And the original podcast was called Attracting and Retaining Customers. And, uh, you know, it just went out occasionally and all that sort of stuff. So eventually I plucked up the courage and I dropped Pete an email and I said, look, you know, I finally got around to doing this. I'm doing pretty much what you told me, I think, um, but would appreciate any feedback. And within, I don't know, an hour or just just over an hour, he came back to me and said, right, I've listened to one of your episodes. I've got some ideas. And he noted them all down. <laughs> And he said, the first thing is, I says, I think you've got the wrong title uh, because you're talking, you know, you're talking a lot about sales and presentations and you're calling it attracting and retaining customers. So don't be afraid to change the title. He said, the second thing is you've got to be more consistent with your output. You've got to be there on the dot at a certain time of the, you know, the week. You've got to decide when you're coming out and then stick to it. So, OK, great. OK, that's fine. So, um that was after 19 episodes. So episode number 20 became the sales and presentation podcast and it went out every Monday at 7am. It was programmed to go out and the only times we've missed since then have been Christmas and New Year when we've had a two or three weeks off and that sort of thing. And then we had another uh, another renaming. Uh, it became known as the Better Presentations, More Sales podcast, episode 120. So this is episode 254, so that was uh, you know, more than half ago, if you like. <laughs> and um, in those days, in the early days, well, for the first 78 episodes, I didn't actually interview anybody at all. It was all me sharing tips and ideas. And indeed, that first episode was called Sales and Marketing Review. And of all the 254 episodes, including this one that are out there, it is still the fifth highest number of downloads, according to Buzzsprout, which I've always used as the, as the go-to place to... Uh, Upload the, upload the podcast and then get it downloaded onto all the podcast apps. So Claire Boscott's, Boscott, sorry, Claire Boscott, who was in the Channel Islands at the time, episode 79 was my first ever guest on Zoom. And I met Claire by sheer chance at the 2019 London Business Show. And I just sat next to her listening to a seminar and got talking to her and told her about my podcast and um, and she said, oh, I'll be, a, I'll be a guest on that. And she was talking about customer service and mystery shopping and that sort of stuff. And that's um, that was my first guest. And Claire re-emerged on episode 131 as well. And then my first ever guest from the States was episode 104. And that was around about the time that lockdown started to happen. And I realized that I needed to up my game on using Zoom. So the podcast was a great way to do that. So I put myself out there and um, I can't remember how I ended up with Brian coming on the show, but he was the first guest from the States and he was great. He's a presentation coach and his top tip, which, you know, I think I refer to quite a lot is when you put your first slide up on your presentation, leave it there for 75 seconds. And then whilst it's there, you're talking to the audience and you can do this virtually or in person and they're focusing on you. They're not focusing on, you know, your second, third, fourth, fifth slide. And the, the idea here is to get the message over that the, the presentation is about you. The slides are there to, to help you. They're not the presentation, if you see what I mean. So it's a great tip. And uh, so he was, a, he was the first guest from the States. And then since then, several people have been on. Um, Adam Pearson uh, has been on twice. Uh, David Bone's been on twice. Alex Goldfain's been on twice. David Roddick's been on twice as well. Uh, as I say, Claire Boscott uh, came back twice as well. So nobody's been on the podcast three times yet. So uh, there we go. There's a challenge for anybody who wants to do that. 
So I've had 85 guests so far, and uh, the equipment's changed a bit over time, and I joined a thing called Podmatch. And uh, Podmatch is where you meet other podcasters and people who want to be guests, and it's been a great source of getting some guests on the show. I get, I, I'm now pretty much inundated with people who want to come on the show, and I have to make decisions about who to have on and who not to have on. But that doesn't mean to say I'm not always on the lookout for new guests. And if you're listening to this and you've got something to share about, you know, even you want to come and talk about the way a presentation went, the, the, the good things, the bad things, whatever it might be, then give me a shout because... I try, or I am trying to get people on this podcast who are not, you know, podcast serial guests, which some of the some people are, and they're great. Um, and there are other people who are, you know, just not great. And I don't; those are the ones who aren't on this show. <laughs> um, but it would be, you know, do contact me, Trevor at trevorjlee.com or podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk, whichever you've got on your system. And, uh, you know, let's get you on this show sharing your real-life experience because I think that's what listeners want to hear, isn't it? How did it really work for you? And, of course, then, you know, other things have happened. Um, and I've got a book coming out about presentations soon as well. And, again, I've learned – I think, you know, if I was to, you know, give five top tips that I've picked up or five things that I've, you know, picked up from doing a podcast, learning would be – you know, keep on learning would be number one. And, you know, anything's possible. So if you just said to me, you know, six, seven years ago, well, you're going to have a podcast and it'll be going for five years and then you're going to write a book about presentation skills, which will come out sometime in 2023, <laughs> there's a plug for it, I would have never believed you. I thought, well, yeah, but everybody says, you know, you do these things and they never happen. So you've got to kind of make it happen, haven't you, really? So the things, well, what have I learned? Well, I've learned to keep on learning. I've learned how to do a podcast and I, I've also got a running one. I don't know if I mentioned that ever, but it's running 44 at 60. There's a hundred and... 1,211 episodes of that out there, and it's all about ultra running and how to run your first ultra. Uh, tip th no, The third thing I've learned is that marketing is relentless, and you have to keep at it all the time. And recently I've added short clip videos, you know, and all that sort of stuff, and it's still relentless. <laughs> and number four is that I need to get better at marketing the podcast. So if there's anybody out there listening who... Uh, who can tell me how to market this podcast better, that'd be great. Everybody seems to say you've got to be a guest on other podcasts and you've got to get listeners to write reviews. So those are the two things I need to do more of. So if you're listening to this, please write me a review. That would be amazing. And that will help the marketing of this podcast. And if you've got your own podcast and you want me as a guest to talk about presentation skills and how they link to sales techniques, I'll come on your podcast and share that with your listeners. And I need to get more of those. Right, so... I'm going to share with you now seven quick sales wins as fifth anniversary of this podcast. So here we are, the seven quick sales wins. Okay, some of these have been inspired by some of the guests who've been on the podcast, and I'll certainly give them a shout out. So number one is call your current customers. Okay, this is partly inspired by Alex Goldfain and his message when he came on the podcast. And effectively, what it means is that, you know, don't wait for there to be a problem with your customers. Get in there. Be proactive because, listen, think about it, they're buying from you. They trust you. So they're in a great position to buy more from you. And one of the challenges is that, you know, you have these customers and you get into a conversation with them and they, you reveal or they reveal they've bought something and you say, oh, we do that. And they say things like, well, if I'd known that, Trevor, I'd have bought it from you. So make sure you call your customers. And when I say call, I mean actually call. Use the phone. As Alex Goldfame would say, pick up the phone and sell. Because if you use email, well, it just goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. doesn't go anywhere. So don't phone, uh, don't email me. Phone me. Okay. 
And there was a great quote that I carried around for years, and I can't remember where it came from, but it was something like, your next big new customer could be an existing customer. In other words, you already know, you're already working with the, the big new client that's around the corner. It's just that they haven't turned into the big new client yet. So call your current customers, build your relationship with your current customers, and if you do that, you will get more business from them. Right, number two is be curious and ask big questions. And we all know, don't we, that, you know, in sales, the better salespeople are the one who ask the really good questions. And they're good at listening. Sales is not about talking. If you end up yabbering on all the time, then you might get the odd sale, but you're probably not going to get a repeat sale and you may not get the sale in the first place. So ask some big questions. You know, talk about what's going well for the customer right now. Talk about how they're using, if it's a current customer, how they're using what they've already bought from you. What are they seeing as the future opportunities? Where are they thinking? You know, and, and then you can very, you know, smartly then get involved in that conversation. And guess what? You've got something that will help them get to their new goal. So, if, you know, and, and it's things that, you know, ask these questions when you go networking as well. So if you go networking, don't say to somebody, are you busy or how's business? <laughs> I mean, they're just awful questions, aren't they? You know, so what do you... I, I've got into the habit now when I do that. When I go networking and people say, oh, are you, are you busy, Trevor? I go, no, 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 not at all. Not at all. And they don't quite know what to say then. And then, then they say, how's business? I just say, oh, terrible. <laughs> and they don't know what to say then because everybody else says, are you busy? Yeah, really busy, really flat out. How's business? Oh, it's great, great, great. So, you know, shock them. Right, number three is respond quickly. Now, this was Nicholas Vandenberg from Chili Piper who came on the podcast Oh, I don't know, a couple of years ago now, and they had a stat that said 78% in the business-to-business sector have people who respond first to an inquiry get the business. So that's based on, you know, I'm looking for, um, I'm looking for a, I don't know, business photographer, and I've nailed it down to three options. So I send out three emails to three options. The first person who calls me back or emails me back or does what I've asked them to do, you know, is more likely to get the business. So respond quickly. Right, number four, make it easy to buy from you. And you say, oh, yeah, that's yeah, of course it's easier to buy from us, Trevor. You know, have you been on our website? Well, you've got to find it first, of course. You know, I've got to find where you are. I've got to find your website, your social media, whatever it is. Then when I get there, how easy is it to actually understand what you offer? You know, crikey, I've, I've had a website out there for 10 years and I'm still thinking, it does, is it obvious? You know, so if anybody goes on my website, trevorjlee.com, I'd love to know what you think of it. So give me some feedback and tell me whether you can work out what I'm offering. So it is important. Why is it important? Well, there's a stat, you know, McKinsey, uh, amongst others, who've said that 70% of business-to-business decisions are being made before there's any direct contact with the, with the customer, uh, with the company. So that means that 70% of your clients could be looking you up, finding you, making a decision about how easy is it to buy from you, and then saying yes or no. And if they say no, well, you probably didn't even know they were there in the first place. So, you know, it's all about helping the buyer to buy and making it easier to say yes, isn't it? And as a supplement to this, in terms of making it easier to buy, you know, you'll have heard me bang on about this before, you know, in certain podcasts, and we've had people on talking about this as well. You know, when you send out your proposal, offer a choice. Because if you send me one one choice in your proposal, well, it's kind of take it or leave it, isn't it? So send me three. Don't send me 33. Send me three. And they're, they're very similar, but they're not the same. And then I can choose. And, of course, if you want to have, you know, and, uh, you know, and the other bit about easy to buy is, you know, use something like Calendly to make it easy to book a meeting with you. You know, it's been transformational for me when I latched on to Calendly. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, been, it's great because, you know, people just follow a link and they can book whatever they want, whenever they want. It's dead easy to do. 
So if you've still got, if you're still relying on people to fill in a contact form, you know, if you'd like, if they'd like a demo of your product, fill in the contact form. We'll contact, we'll email you back, and then we'll try and fix up a time and blind you. Oh God! So by the time you do all that, guess what? The momentum has gone. So you know, make it happen quickly. Right. Number five is give people time. So we talk about maintaining momentum, but we don't want to be rushing people, do we? As Brian Burns, I mentioned him earlier, you know, one of the takeaways from his podcast that I picked up in the early days was this phrase he uses, go slowly to a yes, don't race to a no. So, you know, you've got to give the, t- the buyer time to buy. So you, you might be nudging a, a little bit, you know, if it slows down, but you don't want to be pushing. So stay in touch and keep adding value to the conversation and the proposal or whatever it is. And then number six, surprise and delight people. And I love this. And I picked this up in my uh, semi-corporate days, you know. I can't remember who, who from, but, you know, years ago now. But I've, kept, I've sort of hung around with it. And a surprise and delight factor is very simple. It's something that costs you next to nothing, usually a bit of time and effort. And that's all. And it has a disproportional effect on the person that you send it to. Here's a great example. During lockdown, I'd been, prior to lockdown, rather, I live in a town called Truro in Cornwall, or a city called Truro in Cornwall. And there's a little tea shop, and I, I buy loose leaf tea for my office. And uh, I, I found them, and I started buying from them about once or twice, and then lockdown came along. Now, I didn't know them. They didn't know me. I was just an anonymous customer. But the first time I placed an online order with them during lockdown, when I put, I put in quite a big order with them. Well, well fairly big. I was three bags of tea, you know, so not like tons of it. Um, and then they sent me the order, and in the little box or whatever it was, the package, there was the invoice, you know, to say that I bought it and how much I'd paid and all that stuff. And then there's a blank bottom of the invoice. And instead of blank, they'd written, and I can read it to you now because I'm looking at it. Hi, Trevor. Many thanks for your order. All the best and stay safe, Mike and Jess. There we go. That's all they did. But, hey, I've shared that tons of times with people because, you know, how long did that take to write? A minute? Okay, they're already sending me the invoice. And I thought that was great. They don't know me. I didn't know them. So after lockdown, I went back in the shop and I took it with me. And I said, hey, this was great. And they were, <laughs> they were pretty pleased with that. And then number seven is shut up. Okay. <laughs> One of the things that salespeople in particular are not very good at is shutting up. They just keep on talking. And if you've heard me talk about presentations, uh, you'll have heard me particularly talk about how to answer questions in the Q&A. And one of the things where people need to learn to shut up is when they're answering a question in a Q&A. Because, you know, someone asks you a question, you get very excited about the, to, uh, that you've got to answer it. <laughs> so you keep going on and on and on. And then suddenly you've run out of time for a second question and a third question, which would have been far better questions than the first one, because they usually are. The first question is not usually that great. So learn to shut up. OK, it makes a difference. Right. I've got to shut up now because I think that is it. There's my top seven for you. So call your current customers. Be curious. Ask big questions. Respond quickly. Make it easy to buy. Give people time to buy. Surprise and delight your customers and then shut up. <laughs> so there we go. Now. Uh, as also as part of this celebration, I've been running some 25-minute action-packed webinars, okay? And there have been, so far, four of them, okay? And uh, that's it now. I'm, I'm not doing any more right now live, but I've made some little webinar recordings of them. They're 25 minutes, uh, and then I've topped and tailed them a little bit and taken out the bits where there's any interaction with the uh, with the audience. So that means they come back in at about 25 minutes. So they're simply called Win That Sales Pitch, Be That Confident Presenter, Seven Quick Sales Wins, and Presentation Flying Start. Now, if you're actually listening to this, the day it goes out on the 27th of February, Presentation Flying Start is actually on the 28th of February. 
So there's still time. You can leave this podcast now and go onto my website, trevorjlee.com, and book yourself a place. It's at 4 p.m. on the 28th of February, GMT. Okay, so just check where you are in the world and get your time zone right on that basis. Okay, well, there we go. That's episode 254, five years of podcasting. Now, next on the next episode, 255, I've got a great guy called John Watkiss. Now, John is going to talk about how musical composition and the structure of music composition, uh, composition <laughs> can help you deliver a, a, a memorable po- uh, presentation, one that people remember, they'll repeat the details, and they'll respond to. It's a fascinating uh, podcast. We recorded it a couple of days ago. You're going to really, really enjoy it. So that's John on the next episode. So thanks for listening. Please do leave a review. And if you want me to be a guest on your podcast, that would be amazing. Thanks for a great five years of podcasting. I look forward to the next five years. Oh, my gosh, have I just committed to doing this more for five more years? Surely not. Okay, so you want to give me a round of applause? You don't. Do you really? Well, okay, if you must. <laughs>